Good afternoon and welcome to the APW Market Wrap for week ending 25th of September. Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Okay, a few areas to cover today very briefly. Job support scheme, Rushi Sanak has uh, come out with it and the FTSE dropped by 1.3% afterwards, that was yesterday. So what would that potentially mean to us? Um, it means it probably wasn't enough. But what they're saying is that as opposed to 80% of wages being covered for the next six months, we're talking about 77%. 77% doesn't sound like much of a drop, 3%. However, a lot of it's been paid for by the employer and it's been pared down in many areas such that it's only a, million, a billion pounds only, a billion pounds a month as opposed to nine billion pounds a month in costs. The, the winners in it are people who are coming back from furlough, there's three million people on furlough at the moment. If they come back, they'll probably get about, as it says, 78% of their money. But it also means that employers, if they're paying so much more, will probably look at it and go, mm, do I really want to take two people back on? Perhaps I can make do with one. So it's not as good from that perspective. Self-employed benefit, because they're spreading out the tax, tax payments for longer for them, which is a good small to medium-sized businesses benefit in that um, they're getting a carte blanche. You don't have to qualify. And also, the loans they took out, the COVID recovery loans and so on and so forth, they've been spread out over the next 10 years, so lower repayments. People who are not benefiting from it are self-employed, who are not in the scheme already because they can't get into it again. Big businesses, unless they can prove that COVID has really damaged their turnover, won't get anything. And um, taxpayers, billion pound a month, it's a lot of money. It's building up the debt even more than it was before, so that's not great. And I said the FTC response was not positive. In fact, JP Morgan say it's too little, not enough. What does it mean to us from a property perspective? It means there's not going to be the crash that people have been scaremongering about come October, the end of the world is nigh. It'll probably be as people are saying, it'll carry on as it is this year and then start to recover next year, going, going up further. And that's what the big research houses are saying. Over and above that, what can we talk about? It's about debt, overall debt. That's not mine, that's the British government's debt. What does it mean? Well, Mr. McCorber, William McCorber, some of you may recollect if you did Charles Dickens at school, he said that debt was a recipe for misery. And if mishandled, it certainly can be. In the UK, we've just gone over two trillion pounds in debt, which is equivalent to the GDP. That is one of the average and worst uh, debt scenarios in the UK, in, sorry, in Europe. Uh, what does it mean? It means, looking back over the past, it started off, I think it was, with uh, Gordon Brown. We were about at 40%, that's right, in the 1990s. Prior to the worst time it's ever been before that, about 100% was in the 1960s when we were dealing with the war debt. I mean, debt, let's just get it right, debt can be good. If you're buying a house, long-term debt is good because inflation will erode it away. First property I bought, had a loan on it, £48,000, which was King's Ransom. You know, nowadays, it wouldn't hardly buy anything, £48,000. So you've got to look at it in perspective. So buying on a long-term, non-depreciating asset is a good thing to have debt. Buying clothes and buying TVs is not. So let's look at, is it good for the UK? Debt at the moment is up to 100%. Gordon Brown let it go up to 72 with the financial crisis, who broke his own rules. The world, uh, the IMF said, in, if it goes over 77%, the economies of each country will be damaged through interest repayments. That's not the case now. Interest repayments are actually 
virtually nothing because interest levels are virtually zero percent and in some cases lenders are paying for the privilege of giving their money to the British government because they know it's a secure location. So debt isn't as bad a thing as we all used to say it was. My father used to say to me, never a lender borrow a bee. I don't think that's true. I think if you're looking at capital debt to buy proper stuff, it's a good idea. Okay, so what does that really mean going forward? It basically means that they're talking about the GDP, the debt in the UK against GDP to be potentially 120% by the end of next year, which is according to Fitch. However, according to the World Bank, IMF, they're saying the UK will probably be below 100% by the end of this year. Other European countries will probably be worse off. So why is it a good thing to have debt? If it, firstly, it's costing very little, which is, which is not a bad thing. But secondly, if you have a lot of debt, there's a shock around the corner that can completely unhinge the economy. What if you have four or five more rolls of this COVID? Who knows? But not having debt is also a bad thing. If we don't keep on borrowing to reinvest, to float companies, to get them up and running, then we will start going into a decline and a worse recession than we're in. So we have to keep on spending. Just like the Fed has said in the US, they're going to keep on spending. They're going to let inflation go up to 2.2% and then just keep that there because they need to have the money out there for companies to recover on. And that's the key to this whole situation. With high inflation, we're going to get debt being already quickly, which takes us back to... What, who benefits from them? You've got high inflation, things like property, gold, and so on. So they're the things to buy, hence property is a good investment opportunity at the moment. Finally, um, buyer beware. Had a conversation with a chap this morning, and he was very, very, very um, sensitive about who could be trusted, could we be trusted, could the people we're using be, be trusted. And I said, you know, you've got to do your own research. So going out there, if you're worried about, for example, the solicitor that's been suggested to you, Go to their regulatory website, which is sra.org.uk, and check the solicitor out. Um, ask for references, look around for references. If you go to our LinkedIn profiles at APW, we have 60 references on there alone. Okay, our good friends at Prosperity, you go to Trustpilot, they have 243 positive references on Trustpilot. Okay, there's a couple of negative ones. And if you go into other websites and start doing trial by, by internet, then you will find people who are always willing to put negative stuff on the internet. And there are many people out there, and there's a lot of scams out there. People who will ask you for money to try and help you do a research into a company or try and get money back you might have lost. So you could be very careful as to who you trust and just ask around. And look at the expatriate community, Hong Kong, Dubai, Qatar, Oman, all these places, Singapore, KL, they're all very small communities. And if the company you're working with has got a bad reputation, it will soon out. So there we go. I've spoken very quickly today because I had a lot to cover and a previous recording took 10 minutes, so I had to do it again. Um, do take care, look after yourselves, and hopefully I'll see you all again next week. Please do subscribe, press like, and press the button that makes a little noise so it'll tell you when the next video comes up. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.